This podcast is brought to you by MVR Painting. MVR Painting is a Newcastle-based company with a passion for painting for well and truly over 10 years. They are a small crew making a big difference. If you want the brush with the best, make sure to contact MVR Painting. You can find their pages on Facebook or Instagram under MVR Painting or email them at mark at mvrpainting.com.au. Cheers, peeps. On today's podcast, we had the pleasure of catching up with the owner of Sage Painting and good friend, Mr. Sean Hersey, where we talked all things business and how to maintain focus while developing a successful company. Through mentorship and the will to reach personal goals, he has found a way to, to find balance between personal life and running a successful business. Let's go. Let's get ready to rumble. Today is your day. Allow me to introduce myself. Top Deck. Top Deck. Top Deck. The, 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 the Top Deck Podcast. Now leave your brain stimulated. You. <laughs> Sean. Josh, how are you, mate? Good. Yourself? Yeah, Good evening. not too bad. How are we? Welcome, mate. Not Cheers. In, not in your head to the intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting we're on audio only. <laughs> funky. It's how funky. was your day, lads? All right? Be first. Yeah, not too bad. Um, we're at Thursday. Thursday's payday in, in our company, so sometimes yeah. it's exciting for some. <laughs> what, a few sickies tomorrow or what? Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, hopefully <laughs> <laughs> we should probably start transferring on Friday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Same for me. Payday today, so it's good. Yeah. Nice. But um, no, good start of the day, man. Training session, seeing you in the gym, and then um, up at up at Blue Door for a coffee before uh, we kicked off work. So Good weather. Fresh this morning. <laughs> Yeah. I got I got down to Blue Door today too. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. What time were you there? Uh, a bit later than you guys. I was probably around eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, man, I had a thermal on shirt, jumper, trackies, and I was still cold. <laughs> yeah. Ripping sunrise, just very, very cold, very fresh. Mm. So I had the long johns on today. That's for sure. Yeah, young Joey's dog wasn't enjoying himself <laughs> down there today. Twenty three degrees in my office yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all day. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah! How good is that, eh? I love um, it. Love the office work. All right, we'll we'll get into it a little bit. We've got um Mr. Sean Hersey on today. So um, tell us a little bit about your background, how where you grew up, Newcastle boy. Yeah, definitely Newcastle born and bred. Um, I grew up at Taro, up in near Beresfield there. Yep. Um, that was the first house that um, mum and dad lived at when I was, I was growing up and stayed there till I was five years old. And then uh, moved to Rankin Park near Walls End and finished off primary school there. And then once I got to high school, moved into the junction with my dad. So, um, yeah, How full Newcastle. I already know this question because I, obviously I went to high school with you, but how was you as a kid? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty bad from kindergarten to be honest um i've still got a a report card at home that excuse me said that i bit two kids on the thumb and one on the nose so that was just back in kindergarten really that set the pace from there i think (laughs) so you started young stitched him up with that question yeah look changed schools fair few times through um through primary school i think i went to about six primary schools and four just in year six kept changing from mums and dads to um, aunties to, to pops yep. during that 96 period so yeah went to four different schools there um but yeah stayed solid through high school and and, and stuck it out for the one school yeah nice. what, what was it like um the change in schools was it like your family system was or was it like did something to do with your parents or yeah I, I really struggled um once mum and dad split and um didn't really get along well with step parents 
um, probably had multiple stepdads with mum and then, um, yeah, struggled to get along with a different personality of my stepmum than what my mum actually was like. Um, yeah, that's so, yeah, just didn't really rebel, you know, I didn't think I was anyway, but it was just the clash of um, me and them and yep. the easiest option was to probably move me on rather than move the other person on. Yep. Yeah, right. I was the same sort of way, like, with um, with my mother, you know, once it was like my mum and my dad were never together and that was the same sort of thing, you know, like I was, yeah, whenever she'd find a partner, I was just a little rebel, eh? I just never clicked with them and really got along that well and, you know, obviously because of that, then, then she'd separate and, you know, and then we'd be going about our way and then she'd find someone else and the same thing had happened. It was just a repetitive cycle. Yeah, and it so. was. And I guess I can look back at it now that I'm older and probably understand a little bit more of what position my mum and dad were in yep. um, and and see what decisions they made at the time. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, it, it makes a bit more sense now and then I, I try not to make the same mistakes, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Especially now being a, a father as well, you've sort of got an indication of how you were growing up and what family system you wanted. So, it's yeah, like and I think that's part of it. I think it's part of where I'm, I'm actually looking after you know my kids and and saying, well, you know, now I can see where mum and dad got the shits when I did this or I did that or <laughs> things like that. So I remember where as a kid you'd be locked in your room and you'd be like when i grow up i'm going to be the best father ever and i'm always going to give my kids lollies and do whatever they like it doesn't but happen you does actually it? get there and you're like no you, you listen to me you're not eating lollies the whole time you're doing this you're doing that so yeah now you get the perspective of where they're actually coming from yeah for sure how many kids you got uh two at the moment or two that i know of anyway uh, a boy and a girl <laughs> Oh, shit, one of them, one of them guys, I see. No, nah, nah, just two. Yep, yeah, nice. Nice, what age bracket? Uh, Ryland's three and Gabrielle's one. Yeah, right, so yeah. still young. My young fellow, who's three and a half, good age, really good age. Yeah. Mm, really interacts a lot more these days, I find, and, um, yeah, really, you can see him trying to engage with what you're saying and understand it, eh? I find three's a really, yeah, really, really good age. Yeah, growing real, real quick, like, you've got um your daughter too i suppose you're a bit bit older than ours but yeah um yeah some of the words that come out of his mouth you know it's just like where did you learn that from yep. yeah i think i recall i brought him his first pair of nikes yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> i did too yeah, nice now three and, a, <laughs> three and a half years on that's yeah that's definitely cool and quick that's for sure <clears throat> that's crazy yeah. that's like um one i think it was yeah christmas just gone like um i rocked up down the coast there to to get some santa photos and like the young fellow who's ran up to me picked him up and he's like he's licked his licked his fingers and then rubbed rubbed me eyebrows i'm like where did you get that move yeah, from you know like who does that yeah it's funny they pick up things so quick it's good so through yeah. high school like um did you how how was high school for you um <clears throat> i finally probably got a bit of stability by high school like i said went to a few different schools through primary school and i guess changing houses and and cities as well i went to port macquarie at one stage um <clears throat> that it was you were always making new friends you were always you know learning new stuff and and so by the time you got to high school you could probably have a bit of stability and you're making friends again but you you started to have you know new good friends for a while yeah that's right well i, I feel that 
when you get to high school, you, you're more. I think you're old enough to establish them friendships that last longer than what you do. You know, I think you be, you sort of find your identity a little bit more. Yeah. When you get to high school, and you establish them friendships that you can hold for a lot longer than you do when you're younger, anyway. Yeah, and I think early high school, I was still you know a bit of a rebel. But as you got on to year ten, eleven, and twelve, things started to to change. And um, yeah, I stayed at school as long as I could because I wasn't ready for work. <laughs> That was one of my questions. Like, um, obviously, like you were you were a bit rough at high school. I can I can um, <laughs> yeah, I can vouch for that. But was it was there a specific moment that that turned your life around at high school when you thought you know like you want to put your head down and you want to actually get a career or like was there um, one moment or you just was yeah like you said there's a lot of experiences back at high school but um, <laughs> yeah and lessons learnt but. There was one, st- one school teacher, Mr Kinnard, his name was, and he would just treat you for who you were and he, I sort of built a bit of respect for him and you didn't want to be a rebel around him because he gave you respect and you didn't, you know, you just didn't want to rebel because you're like, oh, I'm going to have to face him and he's going to be disappointed in me and he respects me and so he was one that probably pulled me into line probably, you know, mid to later in in high school um probably around the year 10 sort of mark and then i think yeah once we clicked over to senior high school that was when i probably thought you know this time to to um to move on and the the teachers treated you a lot differently once you moved on to um you know that senior part of school and you know whether it was woodwork or things like that they thought well you're here on choice now you're not here because you have to be so i think that's where you sort of had a bit of a maturity click and it's no one's going to help you you got to help yourself yeah correct yeah right so obviously you're one of if not the biggest and most respected painting company in newcastle now so how take us back to the start like how did you get into painting um so yeah my father's got a large commercial painting business here in newcastle and um when i left year 12 i wasn't sure what i wanted to do um and dad said well you're not you know going to get any money unless you work for it so my granddad and my dad were always reasonably hard you know on on me and I I respect them for that now but um yeah he basically said start the apprenticeship and and just see where it takes you you can always fall back on it um I didn't want to get into painting it was the last thing I wanted to do and but I didn't want to go to university either so a few other people were getting trades around that time and I just thought you know jump on board with dad um, probably the first year or two, I, I wasn't really interested. It was just a job, and I was just attending. And the father's son, so I probably took advantage of it a little bit there. But um, yeah, got into World Skills, which is a painting competition through the TAFE, where you can um, test your skills against other um, painters and decorators, and covered a lot of murals and wallpapering and and all that sort of thing. And I won the local Newcastle comp, and then moved on to New South Wales, won that comp moved on to the Australian titles and, and came forth in there. So that sort of gave me a bit of a um, a passion, I guess, because I had a bit of skill there and it actually gave me some motivation to actually like the trade a bit more. Yeah, right. So how do they judge that that competition? I've never, I've never heard of that. Uh, they've got ex-painters, which are the TAFE teachers, yep. and they come in and you might have to do freehand straight lines and then they'll mark you one yeah. mark for every time that it's out by one mil or wallpapering around windows and doors um you had to do like a, a graining or marbling effect yeah okay. um, which is some decorative effects that they teach you and yep 
um, and then it was time too. So they, they give it a three-day event and that's probably four days' worth of work. So the, the areas that you concentrate on with the most marks is, is usually where it comes into it as well. Yeah, right. Interesting. That's pretty cool. So it's well well known that you're a fifth-generation painter. Um, you were always destined to paint for painting, I believe, if, you know, whether you liked it or not. So, like, um, do you think that played a big part in, like, you obviously seeing your dad and his dad growing up? Like, was it always something that you thought that you would fall into, like, as much as you didn't want to? Or Yeah, my, my family are very big traditionalists. Um, you know, the eldest son in the family has always been called John. Um and once John is born, then John was changed to Jack. So my granddad's Jack, which his real name's John. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, my dad always wanted to call me John too as the firstborn son. But my mum said, I'm not having it. You're not calling my son John. So he went to the Irish um, dictionary where he's, where he's from and, and Sean means John in the, in the Irish <laughs> language. <laughs> that that that? Okay. So... Um, so, yeah, but they're, they're real traditionalists and, you know, they probably expect, you know, the eldest to, to follow on with the the tradition as well. And it wasn't just me, it was my two brothers that went into it as well and one escaped and one still still stuck <laughs> with Dad. Well, two of us escaped and one still stuck with Dad. But, um, but yeah, just once the apprenticeship was finished, um, I moved up through different ranks in his business and, and sort of learnt different managerial roles and, and looking after different size teams and um, after 10 years of service with him that was when I decided you know I needed another challenge I couldn't go any further dad was still quite young um, early 50s and um, yeah he wasn't interested in moving on so I decided to um, to take some advice off another sole trader painter and, and he said you know why don't you start working for yourself I was already doing a lot of cash jobs you know on the side so I had a bit of a, a little bit of a clientele base there, and um, yeah, asked, told my dad what was happening, and was hoping for his well wishes, and he he gave them to me, but he was he had a little inkling there that you know <laughs> you'll be back. Grass isn't greener, Yakins. Yeah, so that was very high motivation for me, and there was nothing I wanted more to make make sure it worked. Um, I didn't. I got into residential painting, which I didn't know much about because I'd always done commercial with my dad. And, um, yeah, so I was, I was learning what sash windows were and <laughs> what a gable meant and things like that. <laughs> yep. But um, What was your biggest fear going into business, starting your own? Uh, yeah, just probably just not making it work, having to put my tail between my legs and, yep. and saying, you know, I've, I've got to come back. Um, it wasn't that the motivation wasn't there, but I guess I was... A lot I was of skilled unknown. and I could manage people, but I didn't have business sense behind me. And, yep. you know, I didn't know what a P&L was or a balance sheet or, you know, even the word marketing. I wouldn't even been able to tell you what that meant back yep. then. But, yep. um, yeah. And did you end up like doing a business course or anything later on down the track? Yeah, there was a, a small business course at WEA and just i thought i had to learn something so i just I remember sitting in that class and he's talking about strengths opportunities weaknesses and threats and yep. and started to the swot to analysis like, yeah the swot analysis yep. and and started to just learn little bits as i went and you know and then i'd do an excel course because i thought you know that's something that you definitely need to know if you're gonna start playing around with numbers and for sure and then that led to other sort of courses that I, I got into um, down in Sydney, whether it was marketing or sales or, you know, those yep. sort of things too. Do you feel like that's something they need to teach at TAFE is 
along with the apprenticeship and the skills that they do teach at TAFE that they need to dive deeper into the into the business side of things for these these young people coming up yeah definitely i think it'd be a great thing whether whether they make it an option to as uh, an optional extra to do it or whether they just make it mandatory and and that way you know some of the apprentices that work for us actually understand what business owners are, are going through and that it's yeah, it's not always sunshines and lollipops. Definitely is it. No. I, I can relate to that. I've um obviously I worked for you for four or five years um on and off, and I do my own thing now. And uh, we had we had a catch up the uh, the other day, you know, and exactly what you said that just triggered in my mind. Like I I know the business side of things. I'm not the business. Like I know how to you know interact with the clients. I know how to run a team. I know how to do that when it comes to marketing and, and numbers and all that. Like I'm I'm. I'm I really don't know much at all there. So yeah, um, oh, you'd be surprised. You'd know a lot more than what you what you give yourself credit for. But you know, I'm still learning every day myself. And you know, I remember saying to one of my coaches, "He goes, I don't, I don't even think I know much about business. You know, I'm learning stuff all the time." And they they said, "If you, if we asked you a certain question, you'd be able to give us the answer. So you've got to give yourself more credit. You would you would know the answer." Yeah, that's something that um yeah my the, our new GM from where I work. That's something he said. You know, it's. When you do things on a daily, you don't realise how much you actually know and pick up because you're just doing it. It's repetitive. It's just the normal, you know what I mean? And yeah, when definitely. someone says, I need you to explain this, you're like, oh, you know, shit, shit. But then when you actually think about it, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, you can do this, like this, like this. Yep. These numbers mean this. Yeah, it's um, yep, it's funny. It's funny like that. So obviously you started doing the residential stuff and, and you've grew your business to a point where you've got it now was it always a goal that you wanted to have a big business or did you want to keep like what was your your goal when you initially went out in business no it definitely wasn't to get to where i am today at the at the start it was just i was just happy being independent and just doing my own thing and i had an uncle that was doing a similar thing so i probably modeled what i was going to do off what he was doing and he was just a a sole trader painter would occasionally get people to help him here and there but you, you had your independence, you would um, be able to afford a bit more things than what you would have if you were working under someone else. Um, but just probably having the ability to achieve new things as well and you, and you could set goals and, <coughs> excuse me, um, yeah, just the sense of achieving things. It probably wasn't always about money. It was probably, yeah, just being able to um, take on jobs and, and finish them yourself. Yeah. So, like... um. Oh, you got like 30, how many employees now? I think there's 37 if we include a couple of the office people, yeah. Yeah, right. How, so given you're such a, a massive company and sure that comes with a lot of, um, you know, takes away a lot of your time, how do you, how do you balance family and business? That, that, was, that was like a huge question that I would want to know. Like I know for myself balance only running a very, very small company is key to me i could imagine only for you like how how do you balance that do you like um obviously employ people to take away some of some of your time so you can spend it with the family like yeah i I think one of the biggest things i learned as one of the mentors that i've seen was definitely setting out your values in in life and then you would you do a certain um quiz and you would put down so many things in business and so many things in family and so many things in uh, social and so many things in health and it would give you a score out of where you actually aligned most of your values to and mine was heavily in business 
Um, so I had to learn how to try and get better scores in the other sectors of my life, like family, health and those sort of things. Um, so, like, you know, just in the last seven months, I've changed to having a bit more of a health focus where I've stopped drinking um, just so I know that that'll give me a lot of energy and clarity and focus um, so then I can focus on other areas and it'll improve my business, it'll improve my family and um, probably not the social side as much. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's that and I think you, you get to a certain point in your business where you, you need to use some leverage and if it's time that you need leverage by, then you need to look at where you're spending, you know, 80% of your time and, and try and bring someone in to, to sort that role. So I remember when I, I got to six team members, I was run off my feet and I needed to, to get off the tools because I just couldn't be doing that anymore. And then I'd get to 12 staff and I'd have to bring someone else off the tools to help me run the operations. And then, you know, I got to... 15 16 17 and i needed to bring in some admin because i just physically couldn't do that anymore um now recently you know i've looked at 80 percent of my times in in sales and quoting so we've just recently brought on an estimator full-time so he's taken that part of my business and um yeah i've got to, just got to look at where i'm spending 80 percent of my time and is, is that exactly what I, I want to do is is am i following my true values of what i want to do and if it's not then you know we need to pivot and, and do something yeah, nice. And how was um? How did you go like initially when you had to start finding people to do certain parts of your business that you no longer could do, like that trust, having to actually like let go of it a mm. little bit, not a hundred percent, but actually just let go of it a little bit and and give them the reins to that part of the business. How did you find that difficult or? Um. Letting go, probably not. I'm probably a bit the other way. I probably let go too much sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, no. Look, you, there's a there's a fine line, I think, between um, empowering someone and and giving them some free reins, but also bringing them back in a little bit and and holding them accountable for yep. certain actions. Yep. So I think there's there's a balance there of accountability and empowerment, but you've got to try and you know make it make magic it work. work. And it's probably different for every personality. Some people are, are really probably, is. you know better with more empowerment depending on what their role is and some probably need a bit more accountability. Yep. Um, I guess in the past for those roles I've either hired within and then brought them up to my level Yep. and then other times I've hired from without and me try and come up to their level. Yep, yep. Do you feel like hiring within is a, is a good way to go about it? It gives these younger fellas that are coming up through, you know, vision and they can say, well, shit, you know, I can actually go further in this company rather than just go, okay, this is where I am nine to five, you know, each week. Yeah, I guess the devil you know is better than the devil, devil you, you don't, don't know. know. Very so, true, um, <laughs> very true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, we take a lot of pride in, in training a lot of our own staff. We've, we've got eight apprentices at the moment in that mix of 37 so we definitely are aiming to keep you know 50 percent of those guys coming up through and they'll bump into to trades people and then they'll those guys will bump up into to leading hands and yep. and um yeah we depending on what each person's future goals are and and what they actually want to achieve um we want to try and help them guide them get in that direction and you know there's a lot of guys that have come through the ranks and, and moved on and and that's what they wanted to do but you know i've got to be proud of that and i probably want those sort of people working in my business from the start anyway that actually have a bit of 
you know, motivation drive. to go on and drive yep. and do something. Yep, no, for sure. So you've you've invested a lot of um, time and money in your brain and your growth, like by doing courses and all that sort of stuff. That you, do you believe that that's why you where you are now, or was that more of a personal thing to start off? Like, um, I think it it definitely came from when I didn't know anything about business, and it'd be like, all right, I need to learn this part of business, and now I need to learn that part, and and then you you would see the results sort of follow as you were moving forward, and yeah i I always want to be doing something and some sort of education um you know i've been told sometimes i've got too many coaches too many mentors by my bookkeeper or accountant but um you know but they're not in a position that i'm in either they they haven't walked the walk that i have and um i guess you could spend your money on a lot worse things than than Mm. self-education self-development so um they're the sort of people that probably tell you, you know, slow down, don't grow too fast, you know, be careful, don't start a business. Mm. Um, but they're, you know, they're not in a position where they have a, a large business either. So um, you, you got to trust your own bat sometimes. And there's some courses that I've done that I probably wish I didn't bother with and probably spent money on that I didn't, but you probably wouldn't learn those lessons unless you actually did do it. So, um, yeah, just it... I wouldn't be doing so much education if I didn't get anything out of it. But personally, I feel the growth and, and change in myself. So I think I always have a sense of wanting to to improve and grow and, and achieve. Yeah, nothing happens overnight. You've got you've to put the work in and just slowly educate yourself and learn. So that's yeah. like our new general manager. You know, he's come from a ex-James Hardy level, very corporate. Um, and then he's come into, into our business and... Um, you know, and he sort of reshuffled some things and I'm directly under him and, yeah, it's, um, you know, I'd look at him as a mentor. It's really good to um, have him under me and ask him his opinions on these sort of things and then not just in work either, just in my personal life as well. So, yeah, yeah you need them types of people in your life. I think the more the merrier, really. And there's, there's some of the mentors now, I'm just trying to look for people that have already walked the walk that I have and, and learn. Learn lessons. They learn the mistakes, so I'm just trying to, you know, skip and hop a few of those things so i don't have to make the same mistakes as well yep and more importantly i I believe you're doing that for people as well you know like people that are are coming up for myself personally you know like we always catch up you know at least once or twice every couple months and i'm always asking questions around business and stuff like that because i have come from your company and obviously trying to do something myself so you're mentoring people unconsciously as well by doing what you're doing which is which is awesome as well yeah and i I think you know there's a lot of people that are giving me their time um so just you know passing it on is is something that i think is is definitely what i want to do is there one um course you've taken in particular that like you've sort of walked away with the most knowledge like is there one in particular one that you liked the most or got the most out of or was a big turning point in in business for you or um yeah i I think you your business will only grow as much as you can personally so i think the personal development stuff and getting your head around you yourself and being able to expand your mindset is definitely the parts that have helped grow um you know, there's some big numbers that come through the business these days and that means some big bills as well. Mm. So if your mindset's not ready for looking at big numbers like that, then, you know, you need to train yourself to, to, to handle that. So I think you'll never outgrow your business, but 
you can outgrow yourself. So mm-hmm. you, you can keep growing yourself and your business will follow. So I think the personal stuff is definitely where I always try to, to maintain that first and then, yeah, focus on business after. Yeah. Does the stress of all that come and, and you know, does it weigh on you a bit or...? Yeah, it does and, um, you know, it's just how you deal with it. You know, I think the older I get, I'm getting a bit more mature and trying to deal with things a different way. I guess when I was younger you would, you know, you'd be running a business all week and be stressed all week and you couldn't wait for the weekend so you'd let loose and, um, you know, hit hit the beers. So um, And the yeah. stress would still be there Monday morning. Yeah, the stress was worse on Monday morning <laughs> than what it was Friday <laughs> afternoon. So that's another reason that, um, you know, I stopped drinking at Christmas time and, and just thought, you know, if it was coming back to those values again, if I fix my health and I change a lifestyle here, the rest of the stuff will follow. It starts with your health and... It definitely does. Um, you know, just changing lifestyle on the weekends and, and not going out Friday, Saturday nights means I'm at home spending more family time. I've got movie nights. We're, we're doing stuff bright and early Saturday and Sunday mornings, uh, walking the dogs on the beach and things like that. So um, it was just a lifestyle change and, and then, you know, Monday mornings and feeling like, you know, really good. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter what day of the week is anymore. You're waking up, you're feeling great. So um, I thought if I was going to take another step, in business and, and anything in my life, even family, um, I had to sort my health out first. Health's a major thing, isn't it? It well, really is. Did you put a time limit on, you know, that, like with the alcohol and, and your health thing or did you just take it one day at a time? And No, I'd, I'd set six months. Yeah. I said um, no beer for half a year yeah. and, yeah, got to the six-month mark and, and didn't want to sort of head back straight away. Um, felt really good, didn't want to change the feeling. I, would, I didn't think I'd achieved everything I sort of wanted to in, in my, my health kick or lifestyle change. So decided to, to create a full year out of it. Um, I do triathlons as a, as a sport. So I had set a few races and um, unfortunately coronavirus has upset a lot of those events. So I feel like I need to even probably push on from that 12-month mark. Yep. Um, my biggest race is normally in May. So as long as we can um, get some events back up and going by then, I'll probably even push another six months again. And um, But I, I don't think I'll go back to, to very old ways. I think mm. I'm different now and the family expects dip more from you and, and the business is, you know, a beast that's constantly evolving. So I just need to be switched on and have that energy, clarity and focus consistently. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Do you um like these small changes that you wanted to make at the start of the year, like um because Mark and myself were listening to Atomic Habits. Have you read that book? I've I haven't read it, but yeah. I've seen. So that. it's yeah. just on you know just just these pivotal changes to create better habits in your life. So like were they huge changes that you had to make, or did you just sort of shift that that arrow? You know, slightly a, a small pivotal change that like just you know accumulated and compounded over time. Yeah, it was just small, bigger and larger small changes. Like mm-hmm. Friday afternoon, you know, a, a month after being off the piss, I, I found myself at the Bottolo one afternoon. It was just a Friday afternoon habit that I'd driven on the way home. <laughs> I pulled into the Bottolo and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was just a, a habit. You'd call in, you'd get a carton of beer and a packet of beef jerky and, you know, I'd, <laughs> off I'd be on the way home. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just... And you're like, oh, well, you know, just drive back out and, yep. and keep going home. So, you know, there was still some ingrained things there that just randomly happened when you weren't thinking very straight. But, um, but yeah, no, it was just 
few changes, but the benefits that come from it is what mm. drive you to, to continue, to continue it, it yeah. on. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I've done similar things in the past and when you've slipped up, you you just feel a thousand percent down from where you were, mm. you know, before. And, no, and you're like, you know, back on the horse, let's go. Let's let's get back into it. Yep. Yeah. Well, it does change a lot, like massively. Obviously, you were there that day I surrendered to my addiction you know and um went to rehab and you dropped me there and like i can't be uh, you know thankful enough for that because it's like now two years three months and i haven't touched you know alcohol or any stimulants or anything and um how my life's improved and my relationships and i've been able to make amends not just like financially but like personally and same as to you like you know i was a bit up and down for your company but just the changes and like i think like josh said you you create habits Mm. by just changing them little ways and i think um people always reach for um them feel goods with alcohol and it's always there so it's um when you create these good habits you know it benefits everything else and everyone around you so yeah no it's massive mate and you should be very proud of what you've done i I do remember (laughs) dropping you down there that day we had a a breakfast just before um I think we were a bit early, weren't we, that morning? Yeah, we were early to drop you off. Didn't know what I was walking into. Might as well go for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, good. no, you should be very proud of what you've done and I'm very proud of where you've, where you've come and what you've yeah. done. And, yeah, it's definitely those those changes. Um, Small steps you know, yeah. each day as it comes. Yeah. And I just knew you had it in you. <laughs> Shit. I'm glad you did. I didn't. <laughs> 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 you've put up with me long enough, that's for sure. But, but um, um, so huge, the, yeah, huge changes, definitely. Yeah. So the triathlons, how'd you get into that? Uh, not long after I started my business, I, I always wanted a, a road bike cycle and, um, yeah, I finally could save up and afford one and yeah, bought a bike and got into a bit of riding with a few different friends. None of my friends were interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, um, yeah, one of them said, why don't you come and try a triathlon? And there was one up at Port Stevens in, in Nelson's Bay there and, um yeah I, I won it was only a very miniature one i think i was racing against kids or something but um <laughs> i won the event and for my age group and and got a bit of a bug there and wanted to go on and there's multiple levels of, of triathlon so I, I went up to different stages and eventually took on the mammoth of an iron man and that was um a driving goal for a long time was to complete the the big long hard race and um yeah once i did i, I probably dropped off passion a little bit for it because i didn't really set another goal after my big goal um and my son was born a, a few weeks later too so that changed um some time timing mm. issues that i had but definitely it um yeah, it puts a spanner in the works doesn't it yeah so um yeah the, the missus wasn't as keen for me to, <laughs> to be out running and riding or swimming all the time but um but yeah it, it was a, a really big passion for a long time and I, I still do races now but it's probably more on a smaller scale just yeah. because of the time constraints was your, oh, sorry yeah. was your business like already well established when you started doing triathlons yeah i was probably two or three years in whether you call that established or not but yeah. um yeah i wouldn't say it's it's been perfect business the whole time but i could always relate business to triathlon yeah, okay. and whether you would set a, a target for a run, it would all be time and numbers. Whether it would be a, a business goal or a job, it was always time and numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the effort that you put into your, your training, you would get the results in a, in a race. And I could always relate the triathlons back to business. I asked that question because 
like I didn't know if it was a way for you to switch off from business. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone has a hobby. Like for me, yeah. this is my hobby, yeah. podcasting, you know, and it takes me away from like my recovery side of things, my business side of things. And like, you know, I, I didn't know if that was a way for you to switch off. And, but if yeah, did you get away from the business and the wife at the same time. Because <laughs> 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 um, you went overseas, yeah? Yeah, made it all the way over to Germany to, to do a big Ironman race over there. But, um, yeah, it was definitely um, a place where I could I could go and I it's a bit, it was a bit of a meditation for me as well that I was just switching off in my brain and just, just going with the flow. And I was going to ask that. I would um, – I'd come home and I'd say to Sarah, look, I've, I've got this going on, I've got that going on and I don't know what to do here. And in the end she used to say, just go for a run, just go for a run. And I would, and I'd be out there running, no word of a lie, and these ideas would just come into your head. And it was like, I know how to sort that out. Why don't I try this? Or I know how to do that and, and all that. And I'd come home and I'd go, I know the answer. And, and then after a few times, the same thing. You'd say, I don't know what to do here. Go for a run. Just go for a run. That's what I've found. Like, and I mentioned that in a couple of podcasts ago, is like, I, I you know, at times there, um, I've been on the phone with the, with the girl from work from in marketing, you know, and we've had a... a a discussion and then we've just butted heads you know nah, yep. nah, nah. and yeah. then um i've you know i've just gone for a run and then yeah just that's my meditation and it's you know i've thought about the conversation yep. the situation and then come back and then once i'm you know finally caught my breath and everything and and shout and that you give them a call and then you go back over it and you know apologize if you're in the wrong or whatnot yeah it's just it's remarkable what it can do yeah and i, I think like i've done a bit of work with tony robbins stuff over the years and um, he talks about emotion being mm. uh, the motion in emotion being um, you know you need to be active and moving. So I think you know getting out there and running and things like that it, it just changes your emotion, which changes your thinking and and it, it helps you you know open up your mind a bit more. So and I, I think that's where people get stuck too that you know might go into a, a depressive state. Um, it, you could probably see that a lot of them aren't, you know, moving or getting um, active, getting active a lot either. So I think some of the times, you know, I'm no expert or doctor, but a lot of people say, you know, just try and get out there and do a bit more and freeze your mind up a bit more. So it's definitely a stress release for me. Yeah, I um, you do find that, don't you? Like um, you you tend to find like like you know people that tend to get depression or whatnot the first thing a doctor probably does is just you know here's some tablets we're going to take this like yeah. you don't really do that full exam on what's your health like mm. are you active are you doing mm. these sorts of things you know what i mean to try and help that like i don't think it's resolved with a pill no and yeah. it, it, you know after doing a lot of personal development and and mentoring and stuff over the years you you start to see patterns of different coaches or mentors and they, they're talking about the same things whether it's meditation or mm. you know just getting out there and doing something and having a hobby that's totally different to you to your work and um you just see patterns yep. and i think you know business is pretty simple but there's a lot of human error that's stuff it up mm. you know business is probably just numbers and there's a pattern to to everything, but it's when you add human element to it is when it, everything changes. Yeah, true, very true. Have you um have you done the Spark Elmore? Yeah, I've done that three times. Yeah, it's probably one of the hardest ones I've done with the the King Edward Park Hills that you got to do. Yeah, so you do the full leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just done like the entry level one. I did that two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
it was um it yeah was no, fun. it's it's good fun but yeah every every year you just think oh it's only the spark Elmore, i'll be right and after king you've edward done park. some bigger races in the past and you you're halfway through going up those king edward hill seven times and it's it's <laughs> it's a bit crazy yeah it's um it's a good test but like it's and i think just the the base entry level one is a good test for people just to put themselves in and, and give it a crack you know three. how far'd you go about 100 meters <laughs> <laughs> no i um look i wanted to get sub an hour in the i think it was a. Uh, the year I did it was like a 500 swim, 15K ride, 5K run. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. wanted sub hour, but I think, yeah, I was only tad over. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, so Good stuff. But um, it's a good test, you know. It's it's good for your mind trying to push yourself. Yeah, and, um, you know, I'd, I'd always love doing the, the swim or the bike or the run oh, separately. Oh. Ugh, the swim, mm. but, the um, swim's horrible. But when you added them all together on race day, you're like, "Why do I do this?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found I just I stuffed up. I sat in the middle of the pack for the start of the swim, and it was just you know heart rate spiked. Just yeah, I couldn't get a good breathing pattern. Yeah. So once I got out of the swim, though, it was just my main goal was don't let anyone pass me. Yeah. You know, um, and coming from like a a CrossFit style training in my you know from doing that for a few years, I had that that mental. You know toughness of just pushing through and pushing through so yeah, yeah i just made sure no one passed me that yeah, was my main goal you need end. that you need that oh yeah you <laughs> really do you really do was your class or was your in uh entrepreneur book is that correct uh or yeah so one of the mentors that i had he um he created a book called successful entrepreneurs and he was pretty smart actually he just got about 10 or 12 people to to write a chapter each and put a cover over it and then called it a book so yeah, he didn't cool. actually do very much <laughs> but um, yeah so I was just one of the chapters in in his book and he was a guy that I joined um, when I was solely on my own and I think I got to around 15 a team of 15 by the time I um, he, he created the book um, so yeah he um, was claiming most of the, the growth I think so he definitely wanted to include me as a, a chapter in there and I think just being um, from a trade background and, and a different type of business um, was why he put me in the book. It's um it's pretty remarkable, you know, coming from just growing up, being on the tools and, you know, just a painter's background to actually, you know, having a chapter in a book. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I don't want to stop where I am yet. I still want to try and give back as much as I can. I think you get to a point where it's it's not all about money anymore and it's about how much change you can give and um, what sort of legacy you can leave um, behind and and employing 37 people, you know, is what something I'm really proud of at the moment and that's probably my main motivation and, and knowing I'm helping that many families create their own income and, and wealth, uh, especially in an environment at the moment where we haven't been affected, where a lot of other industries have. Um, but yeah, you never know what's around the corner, and as long as I can can maintain that and and leave as much of a legacy behind as I can, I'll, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, that's a good. Um, did you find it a good little challenge having to write that chapter? Um, or you found it come pretty easy? I'm the sort of person that leaves things to the last minute. So, <laughs> Same. <laughs> so whenever I've got to do a, a speech or um, anything like that, so yeah, I think in the in the last they gave us about six months to write it but i probably left it to the last two or three weeks <laughs> and i was yeah trying to find a bit of com column a a bit from column b and, yep. and put it all together but um yeah no i, I think you just got to sit back and 
and just have a think and, and just tell the truth and just let it come from the heart. Yeah, nice. Have you found you guys are spiked during COVID? Work-wise? Yeah. Um, no, we, not we, cases. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we, um, we cover a few different markets, so residential, school, strata and, and commercial stuff. So we've... We try and cover as many bases as we can and sometimes the, the schools are peaking when it's school holidays and, you know, strata's usually pretty consistent. Um, but we found residential did quieten off a, a bit. And commercial and, though? Um, commercial did peak a little bit more so yep. we just had to move our focus on to, to that sort of lead generation and yep. there was a, you know, a few courthouses and uh, retirement villages that we um, focused on during that time because... They were the ones that had cash and were still willing to spend it. So yep. um, we find as long as we don't narrow ourselves too much into to one market, um, we can usually pivot and, and change. Be okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Some crazy times. I know like once, what was it, June, March? Back end of March, I think, just I started working from home and, um, you know, they loaded us up with work, expecting the worst, and it's just gone completely the opposite. Yeah, I, I was working industry. from home. But um, I actually got out of my, out of my home because it turned into a daycare center with the kids at home, and, <laughs> and the missus was home too. And I thought, oh, this is where I get out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going back actually on Monday back to working at home. So. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty shit. I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're set up in an office now where we've got four of us that are in there daily, and it's a bit of a spin out to be honest. When I was at home, you know, only six months ago, working from myself, and and Ruth was working from home as well. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, now it's turning into a bit of a open office, and I don't know whether that's good or not either. Because I'm, I feel like I'm doing everyone else's tasks all day. They just keep <laughs> coming over to my desk and yep. giving me the problems. Yep. <laughs> I know what you mean. So, do you do any like anything in particular to stay like mentally focused? Like other than I think we sort of touched on it. Like other than the triathlons when you can and. Um, like you know obviously change a few habits here and there but is there anything that you do to stay like mentally focused with all you know all the pressure that you have yeah the the current coaching group that i'm with now um you know i've learned a lot over the years in sales and marketing and how to do this with systems and all that sort of stuff but i I think you get to a point in your business where you need a different sort of coach a different sort of mentor and the guys that I deal with now are, are purely on leadership and making sure you're in the right mindset of, of control, um, managing the team and, and leading your team and also financials is the other part. So they, they don't worry about any of the other part of business because they expect of you to have you know that sorted, whether you go and off and learn from another mentor in that sector. But, um, yeah, so they, they mainly look after us on leadership and financials. So... They're constantly just trying to make sure that we're in the right mind frame set and and leading us in the right direction. And I think, um, yeah, you know, still concentrating on your health um, is the biggest part. Um, you know, that you look for the triggers of what actually does make you stressed and you can probably try and be a bit proactive rather than reactive to situations and say, all right, well, this this pattern keeps coming where I just keep getting stressed about this certain situation. How can I be proactive next month or next week and, and try and eliminate that? And, you know, I guess it was probably another part of it stopped drinking. You know, Monday mornings might have been my stressfulest day and if I just got rid of you know a different lifestyle on weekends that monday mornings were different and you were walking in you know 
busting out of your skin and open minded a bit. And but you still see some of your team members that are you know doing similar habits to what mm. you were back then too, and and they're walking in or having sick days and. You know, God forbid if I wanted to have a sick day on their payday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Payday, oh. <laughs> 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 oh, God forbid. <laughs> I tell you what, you'd be getting 37 phone calls and probably a couple off their parents through the young ones. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I guess it's you've got to look at the industry that you're in and I can only control what I do myself. Um, I can try and be a good example and, and mm. try and lead them in the right direction. Um, they're always going to make their own choices. Um, I guess, you know, if you try and just create a really good culture, it's never going to be perfect at your work. Um, you know, the, the weeds will weed themselves out eventually and, and the rest of the crew, you know, tries to empower everyone else. Mm. Um, do you have one in particular most rewarding, like, thing in your business journey so far? Like, what's the most rewarding part of up until now for, for you? Yeah, well, look, there were, I'd say probably three or four years ago we'd built ourselves into a position where we weren't sure if we were going to be able to survive in the business or if we were um, going to get out of the hole that we'd dug ourselves into. Um, I solely focused, one of my mentors said, stay in your lane and, and s- stick to one thing and, and concentrate on that and, and that was residential homes for us. And we grew the team that much that we were solely only doing residential work and we were outpricing ourselves a lot and, and jobs were... So then we would change our pricing to just win the work but then the pricing wasn't right so we were digging ourselves a hole with jobs going over time and budget and and um, I guess I was getting maybe a bit of an ego in the way and I just wanted to be known as the residential painter and that's all I wanted to do and... Um, yeah, we dug ourselves a big hole and um, we weren't keeping up to our payments with, you know, tax office and super and things like that. And, um, yeah, we got ourselves in a position we thought, shit, you know, it's not good. <laughs> so, um, you know, I had, to, I had to expand my mindset and just look at it as a challenge and, um, yeah, definitely just work our way out of it. And we looked at, you know, raising our prices and cha- putting more hours on jobs and changing our markets and um, working with a few different mentors and, and we climbed out of the hole and, and then, you know, now we're surpassing that. So um, that's one of the biggest achievements that I, I thought. And I guess, you know, when I left my dad and I didn't want to go back to him after the first 12 months... Well, I certainly didn't want to go back to him after seven or eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely and not. now you're overtaking him, Nelly, wouldn't you be? Or? Yeah, maybe. Um, the, the, I guess I probably had a subconscious goal at some stage not when I started, but definitely once I was in the, the business journey that I would like to get to where he is. And I guess, um, you know, it was a, a subconscious figure of 30 people and you had this person in that role and that person in that mm. role and and now just recently that we've, we've put in a full-time estimator on, it's not a role that my dad's ever had in his company. So, mm. um, you know, I think subconsciously a coach said to me, you probably just always thought you were going to get to there. Well, then you're sort of similar numbers and, and that sort of thing. So if you just open your mindset and grow a bit more yourself, then you can move on and, and go and do new things. So um, dad's pretty old school yeah. and... You know, he wouldn't even know where the any key is on a computer. <laughs> but um, I think 
as a modern way of doing things and he's done things the old school way for a long time so there's no reason why I can't surpass where mm. he's got to and um, and do things my way a different way and it's probably not about that in total. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's probably just following what I am, what I want to do personally as well because if if you're not passionate about it, you'll get to a point where it's just pain and mm. and you won't want to do it anymore. So I've got to look at, you know, what drives me and what my goals are and, and make sure that I'm following my passion too. Have you ever thought of putting putting your crew into like mentor sessions and that sort of thing? Yeah, look, it's definitely something we want to do more of. Um, I think they've got to want to do it a bit themselves. Yeah, definitely. You can, you can lead them in the right direction. Yeah, you, can't you can't make the horse drink water. Yeah, yeah. so um, we're definitely going to put it out there. Um, and, yeah, we want to constantly evolve the team and we're not always marketing for more work. We're, we're also marketing to bring good talent into our business and, um, you know, the more we can encourage people to further their education within the business, um, come to a place of work where they, they love it every single day um, is definitely something that we want to continue on with. That comes, I guess, with, with age and maturity too. You know, these young fellas, what, how old are they when they're starting their apprenticeship with you? Yeah, some pretty young. My, my cousin Lachlan is probably the youngest we've ever had. I think he was still about 15 or something when he started. But, yep. um, yeah, look, they, they can come in pretty young and, um, yeah, we've got some mature age apprentices too, yep. which um, which definitely gets them past the, the, the hairy part of their years. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that we're, we're trying to evolve. And, and that's part of... You know, just having a, a company there and it's like, you know, how can I fix this part of culture and how can I fix that part of productivity and, mm -hmm. and that sort of stuff too. So it yep. makes it exciting. You also got like a pretty strong female base at your company now. Like what was there a, a factor in why you wanted to to go about that? Like or was it just something that you were open-minded to and, and the opportunity come along or...? Um, yeah, look, I was always open-minded about it and um, Catherine's our first ever girl apprentice and she's gone on to, to um, be a tradesperson now. But, yeah, it was probably four four or five years ago that she approached me and um, she would come from a nursing background and, and she just said, you know, I've tried with about six other painters and no one will give me a chance and I just want to have a go. And, you know, I was open-minded, didn't, didn't bother me whether it was boy or girl and as we were doing a lot of residential stuff at the time, our, our avatar or our, our target market was, was the female, um, you know, either stay-at-home mum or she was the wife and she wanted to choose the colours and the decorations and, and all that sort of thing. So The mother sitting down watching the block. <laughs> yeah. That's your target, yeah. <laughs> so, but good honour, that's what you were talking about before. That's the passion that you want in, in the yeah. people that come to work for, you know. For, yeah, she, you know, she she's had the gone, right attitude. Yeah, if you're going mom. through six people to try and find a job, that's, you know in that one industry yeah, after being a nurse yeah that's that's dedicated and that's i think a lot of the other business owners around then were were still old school there wasn't mm. a lot of young guys that, similar to me there um but yeah you know having that female aspect on a job where your target market is the female person definitely helped as well um so yeah there's there's five girls in our, our business now and um it doesn't really bother us boy or girl when we go looking for for more staff it's probably who's got the right attitude and and we'll create the skills yep yeah nice good on them 
Good way to look at it. Fuck yeah. All right, we might do the three before you flee. Three questions, mate, before we let you get back to the fam. We always um, get that same smirk every time we ask it. Yeah. Eh? Everyone, they're just... Hmm? I'm wondering what the question is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coming right. from a painter. It could be anything. No. Um, the first one is, what, motiva- what motivates you to wake up in the morning? Other than your 37 kids. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely my own kids. I think... Um, you know, there's times where I come home from work and it's like, why am I doing this? Um, but, yeah, I look at them and it, and it's like I want to set a good future for my kids. Um, you know, if, if anything happened to them, it would just change my whole life. So I think they're first and then family, including my wife, sort of second. Um, I just have a, an achieving mindset. I just need to be moving forward. I need to be moving constantly i don't like sitting still or i want to be changing or i want to get a reaction out of people or so yeah sort of you know say yes to everything and and start biting and chewing your <laughs> way through it balance all right next one i think you touched on it but um you can dig a little deeper is uh what legacy do you want to be remem- remembered for um I, I want my kids to be proud of me i want um you know, I want them to look back and say, "Dad gave everything he got." You know, he he was he was proud of his health, so he was in triathlon. Um, he was in business, so he was he was giving it a good crack. Um, he was helping other people along the way. Um, so I, I think that's the sort of legacy. You know, do my kids proud? But um, you know, there's other family members, and do my mom and dad proud? But I think mostly for my kids and and set up a good foundation for them. But you know, I, I get a kick out of um like i said before having the many team members that i do and um giving more people an opportunity of as much as i can and just seeing you know guys in the business buy a house and um you know go on their favorite holiday overseas and they're enjoying themselves for two weeks and and things like that i really get a kick out of that and you know if if there's 50 people you know that i've employed over the years that can remember me as a good person then i think that'll be you know something that i'd be proud of i can vouch for that you've like i said before you really helped me one down <laughs> really <laughs> 49 to go. <laughs> really helped me get to, get to where i where, where i am that's for sure yeah and great. um you Thanks, continue mate. to help me appreciate it day in day out so i appreciate that um last but not least um what's next for, Sh- for sean and for sage yeah like i said i can't stop sitting still and and i guess you know I look at what I'm doing in Newcastle and and then I go and look at other mentors and what they're doing in bigger cities in around Australia and, and look at other painting companies and how far they've taken their business and what they're actually doing on the side. And, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I want to increase my health and, and see where I can get that to. I, I'm not over the hill yet and um, see where I can take the business to, whether it, um, evolves as one as what it is or whether we branch out and, and do something um, with different arms coming off it. Um, what? Uh, yeah, and, you know, I, I do – I've got a few investment properties so I wouldn't mind getting into, you know, a bit more of that when I, I'm not solely focused on just growing the business. I think the idea was to, to get the business in a good position and, and um, let that do its – run its course and then we can start investing into to other property and um and yeah there's there's plenty of challenges out there and i just um i don't know what 
next for myself sometimes. Yeah, fair enough. As an investor, are you a bit worried at the moment with um, with the COVID and, and everything that's going on and, and where we're going to be heading sort of, you know, in the middle of next year? Yeah, I, I, you can only control your own actions. This is very true. So, um, you know, there's there's always going to be challenges that come up, whether it's in whether it's COVID or, or other things, but we've been pretty lucky with the, the tenants that we've got at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I sort of have a... After I've come over some adversity with some of those bigger challenges that I was telling you, whether it was, you know, competing in an Ironman triathlon or, you know, bringing my business out of a a bit of a hole, um, you sort of look at challenges in a different way and it's like... Bring it on. How can I grow from this? And, you know, you you don't grow being mediocre, you grow from challenges. So, um, you know, I'd sort of... You just got to look at it and laugh a little bit and go, all right, well, here's, here's, here's a good one. It's probably like sitting on a surfboard out the back and there's a bit of a tidal wave coming towards you and you're like, well... <laughs> Here we go. There's only one way to sort this shit out, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, no, I like it, I like it. Ride the awesome. So where did Sage come from? Uh, so I, 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 um, I traded under my own name for a long time and it was when I got to around five or six people, I thought this is, you know, not just about me anymore. It's a, it's a company and I want to create a brand, not just... You know, Sean Hersey wasn't doing the actual painting anymore. So, um, yeah, wanted to create a name that meant something. And I always believed you could call your business anything you want, but it was what you created out of it and which is what it would actually mean. Um, so just did a lot of research and found that words like Coke, Aldi, Uber, Sony um, were all four-letter words. Mm-hmm. And in the marketing space, they were the most memorable. And, um, yeah, so I wanted a four-letter word and, and we looked up the dictionary and under, you know, master, professional, expert and, um, yeah, we come across the word sage and I thought it was a herb but the, um, the second meaning is a very wise, experienced person, master of the trait. So Perfect fit. I, um, I yeah, like I, it. I picked and sticked and, yeah, hopefully we've um, created a memorable name. Yeah, I like it. Nice. A friend of mine named brendan i think he might be a brother of yours said it stands for sean always gets everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what he told me yeah he's, he's still <laughs> suffering from some demons I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor so, kid. Poor kid. Nah. No, all right mate man. no worries thanks heaps for jumping on really appreciate it really respect what you're doing in the painting industry and in business and life in general um where can people find you Thanks for making me very welcome, guys. I really appreciate being here. But, um, yeah, just um, jump on socials or hit Mark up. I'm sure he got my number in his phone. Yeah, it'll be under MVR painting in the yellow pages. <laughs> well, I like it, I like it. No, man, nah. appreciate you coming on, eh? There's, um, yeah, there's definitely people when you meet them and that and you can just you can get that vibe and learn from them. You, you know, I feel like, yeah, just talking to you now, man, it's already just picked me back up again and makes you want to attack things, so. I'll be, finish, I'll be finishing up here and onto the computer at home to do some editing and some stuff for this potty. So perfect, you've motivated excellent. me, man. I appreciate it. Great work. Thanks excellent. for listening. Pleasure. Like, subscribe. Peace out. Laters. Bye.